Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Vegas Tips and Tricks podcast for Monday, December the 20th, 2021. Although it's probably going to be Tuesday or Wednesday or later before you listen to this, kind of recording it a bit late. We did take a couple of weeks off, but uh, we are back covering more Vegas memories. And uh, if you enjoy this segment, hey, let me know. Uh, if you enjoy our program, please consider subscribing through uh, Podbean or Spotify. Uh, we try to do this uh, at least once a month and uh, a little more frequently of late. 1998 was an interesting year. We covered a fairly nondescript uh, trip, which I took to uh, the Sahara Hotel in our last episode, but uh, I would actually make a second trip to Las Vegas in 1998, and it was certainly not planned until fairly late, and it uh, was the longest trip that I would take to Las Vegas, and I guess it remains tied for the longest trip that I would take to Las Vegas at seven nights. I would spend an entire week there in the middle of July. And I can't say that uh, on the surface of it that I recommend visiting Las Vegas in late July. The uh, exact dates were uh, July the 14th through July the 21st. And it was pretty hot, as you might imagine. Uh, That didn't stop me from wandering the Las Vegas Strip and beyond, which I think I did probably as much on this trip as any that I've ever taken. As you might guess, uh, the specific memories of this trip are a little cloudy. It's been quite a number of years ago at this point, but I thought I would cover a few things about it that stand out in my mind. First off, the reason for the trip, and that was because suddenly I was getting room offers from uh, a number of hotels. Um, One, the Stratosphere as it was called, and as it would remain called for many, many years, um, sent me an offer for two free nights midweek, Sunday through Thursday. I had gambled there on my previous uh, couple of trips, and I guess I had gambled enough that uh, they hoped to bring me in for more of said gambling. I think I mentioned at one time that Stratosphere had over a hundred percent pay video poker and quite a bit of it uh, in the casino. Even they had 10, six jacks or better. If you know anything about video poker, you know, nine, six is considered sort of the gold standard and you literally never find that. Uh, There's a few places in Las Vegas, I think that still have it, but, but no, the stratosphere had 10, six jacks or better. And uh, so I always, at least through the first, I don't know, five, six years that I went to Vegas, always tried to make my way to the Stratosphere uh, to play a bit. And I guess I played enough on the previous trip that I had a room offer there, but it didn't stop there. I had also played a little bit at the Stardust on my last trip. If you recall, again, I stayed at the Sahara, so I kind of... Did most of my play in the north end of the Strip. And I got a room offer there for two nights midweek. Now, those of you who are long-time Vegas visitors, 
um, or who remember Las Vegas back in the early to mid-90s, will remember that the Stardust Hotel still had a block of motel-style rooms out back, you might say. Um, And they were um, pretty outdated, I think it's fair to say. And they were famous for pretty much giving those rooms away to anybody. Well, back in 1998, I was anybody. So I had two free nights there. Um, Furthermore, I had played, I would say I played more on my uh, 1997 trip at, um, I'm sorry, my 1998 trip in February. I probably played more at the Riviera than any other hotel for some reason. I just liked the vibe, at least at that time. And so I also had uh, earned a fair number of points on uh, the Riviera's uh, dime, I guess you would say. And uh, so I had decent room offers from there. I think um, it was weekend nights that I could get uh, for like 65 bucks a night or something. Um, and I think one night was free. So I figured I, I would try to put together a trip where I would go out on Sunday, come back on Sunday, and try to take advantage of the four free nights that I had, I guess five, um, between those three properties. Um, and I think I wanted to stay at the Riviera. Um, and I think that's probably why I extended it through the weekend, even though that was actually going to cost me some money. I mean, it wasn't going to be a lot of money under the circumstances. So, uh, yeah, so I flew out, I believe it was pretty early on Sunday morning. I arrived at the Stardust, I know, around midday. Um, and I didn't depart until sometime uh, the following Sunday afternoon. So I guess I was literally there a full week, as in 168 hours, for those of you scoring at home. Um, And sure enough, I got checked into one of their very threadbare old rooms, kind of place where you had an actual key key. Um, The walls were, as I recall, were like cinder block. There was actually a safe in the wall. I remember that for some reason. Um, I mean, there was a TV, there was air conditioning. It was, I guess, comfortable enough. Uh, I I wish that somehow I had made a video of that room, because that would definitely be something to see. But uh, uh, yeah, back then I didn't even have a cell phone, let alone one with a camera or a camera good enough to make video. Yeah, It it was interesting. I'm sure somebody somewhere has taken some pictures, or maybe there's even some old video of these rooms. But uh, So I had my first two nights at the Stardust, and uh, I proceeded very quickly to blow through a bunch of my gambling money uh, trying to play video poker and and slots there at the Stardust. So pretty much the first afternoon, evening, uh, I was already uh, well into my weekly budget. So I did not gamble as much. I certainly did not gamble as much over the next few days as I probably would have otherwise. Um, It was an interesting night in Las Vegas that first Sunday night because there was a massive thunderstorm and one of those occasional, I guess you could call them gully washers that hits Las Vegas. Um, Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, uh, 
least apparently the way the drainage system was set up, the parking area and the motel area immediately behind the Stardust tended to, to accumulate water. So that evening after the storm had more or less passed, um, and I wanted to make my way back to my motel room, um, I exited the rear of the Stardust only to find a river of water separating me from my room. I was not the only one in that position at that time. Um, And we all, myself included, uh, eventually decided that the way to do this was to remove our shoes and socks, roll up our pants, and wade through it, as it did not seem to be likely to subside anytime soon. Sure enough, that's what I did. Uh, The motel rooms themselves apparently were built up a little higher Um, So it was not like there was water uh, around the rooms or in the rooms, nothing like that. But uh, so that was an interesting experience, certainly one that I remember uh, very distinctly. And it was kind of a big storm. And I say that because it caused some damage to the Palace Station Hotel and Casino, which uh, I'm sure most of you know is uh, just uh, off Sahara and I-15, one of the earliest Locals Casino, a place I had visited, I think, on my previous trip when I stayed at Sahara. They always ran a series of shuttle buses, which I think they continue even to this day, um, taking you to and from the property. And I'm not sure if I took one of those, but I I had to go check out the damage. Um, And the damage included like a, I believe, a roof in part of the casino had actually collapsed. And of course, that section of the casino was uh, completely walled off. So it was maybe half open that day. But Palace was also famous slash infamous for being a place where, as a uh, visitor at least, you could go there like every 30 days and they would give you $5 worth of slot play. I mean, what they practically did is they just handed you a roll of nickels. Which doesn't sound very exciting, but I was poor, and obviously I'd lost all my money. Well, not all of it, but a bunch of money the previous day at the Stardust. Um, So going over there seemed like a good idea. I don't remember much about the gambling experience, uh, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, interesting to visit a casino that was in partial shutdown because of a storm. I think it does lightning struck the roof as well and may have caused a small fire and some damage. Uh, but I don't know. You can look it up in Vegas weather history, I'm sure, somewhere along the way. Uh, July 14th, 1998 might show up and there might be some information about that. But uh, So that was interesting. It was definitely my first time experiencing a major rainstorm in Las Vegas. I think I've probably been in a couple, two or three more uh, over the next uh, 23-odd years. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I guess my time at the Stardust was pretty, eh, you know, it was what it was. Uh, I I think I uh, definitely made my way down the strip and checked out the uh, all of the properties to the north and south. I don't remember specifically going downtown on that trip. I imagine I took the bus there at some point and did that. Um, I was looking through my uh, catalog of Vegas trips and tried to match them up to the openings of different hotels. And uh, the, the, the 
the first big trip that had that had a lot of new hotel openings would have been my second trip when I went to the plaza. Uh, so it's not surprising that I checked out a lot of properties uh, and spent a lot of time going back and forth from the Strip because on that trip you would have had the Strat, Stratosphere, the Monte Carlo, of course now Park MGM, and New York, New York all would have opened up. Uh, but uh, there really weren't any new hotels that opened up on this uh, particular trip. Though there were obviously a number of them under construction, uh, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. But um, but yeah, um, my stay at the Stratosphere was uneventful. I'm sure I went up in the tower. I think you probably got to go up for free if you were a hotel guest. Um, I remember eating at the buffet which I remember being okay at the time, although a number of years later I would go back and it was one of the worst buffet experiences I'd ever had. Um, and I also ate at a place that might still be there. I'm trying to remember if it was there the last time that I walked through. Um, kind of a 50s-style sort of diner, Roxy's Diner it was called. I remember having a burger and fries there, and it was pretty good. I mean, they they had the whole 50s kitsch down, including, you know, the waitresses dressed up in, in that sort of a uniform. It wasn't one of those places. It was, certainly wasn't super cheap, but it wasn't particularly expensive, and uh, yeah, it was fine. So uh, the room was fine at the Strat. Um, I had a decent view looking back south down the Strip, um, so that was cool. At the time, there weren't quite so many... Uh, condominiums and timeshares that were blocking your view to the south but uh so also pretty cool so yeah i had a good stay at the strat um stratosphere um i don't think i gambled much there i'm sure i took a shot on those hundred percent vp machines but i must not have had very much success um i was never invited back for uh any additional comp stays that's also of course true at the strat at the stardust um, I don't remember ever getting any mailings. There are certainly not any mailings that were uh, enticing enough that I wanted to return. Um, that was not the case at the Riviera. I would stay there several more times over the years, and uh, we'll get to that in a minute as well. But then I did end up three nights at the Riviera. Um, I, I played a lot of that sort of quarter game king blackjack machine, which I think I mentioned on the last broadcast. I remember sitting there for hours and hours on that. I had this kind of Martin Gale-like uh, system where if I won a hand, I would I would would pretty much let it ride and, and try to see if I could could end up winning big. Um, usually, just ended up losing it, but uh, it was kind of fun. I just remember the drink service there was good. Um, although I, as I recall on the previous trip, there had been a cocktail waitress there. I, I had sort of a crush on, God, I can't remember her name. I sort of knew it for a while. Um, but I, I didn't see that same cocktail waitress, which was kind of disappointing, I guess. Uh, the Riviera had kind of a lounge area with like actual lounge acts where you could just kind of set in and buy a drink and, and enjoy it. And I remember sitting there um, in that bar lounge area a number of times. I did actually have, um, as part of my package, I guess it was, uh, the opportunity to see two different shows at the Riviera. Um, one of which was uh, Crazy Girls. 
But I took a nap uh, that first afternoon after I had checked in and I overslept. And by the time that I got downstairs to attend the show, unfortunately, they had uh, already uh, closed the doors and wouldn't let me in. Uh, So I never saw Crazy Girls. I did see a show called Splash, which uh, was at the Riviera for a number of years. Uh, It was sort of my first real Vegas show. Um, and that was pretty entertaining, uh, included these, these guys in a motorcycle riding around in a little cubed globe like cage, which was kind of a frightening thing to see. Uh, but that eh, was kind of fun. So I, 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 to be honest, I'm not sure if I saw those two shows at this trip or the one that I'm going to talk about next, but, uh, but yeah, otherwise the Riviera was fine. They had, as I recall, late night and all you can eat pancake, uh, deal for a couple of bucks, which I, I tried at least once. The thing about all you can eat pancakes is there's not really that many you can eat if you're a normal human being with a doesn't have like a tapeworm or something. Um, <laughs> it's not that you can't really eat that many, but but they definitely had a bunch of late night specials in their coffee shop, which seemed pretty nice. Um, so I remember eating there on a couple of occasions on that trip, and uh, yeah, it was fine. You know, by seven days I was kind of ready to head home. I, I would not repeat a seven day trip for many many years to come. Um, I think I decided at that point that clearly the optimal length was somewhere in the four to five day range because that's how all the rest of the trips for the next several years would uh, would play out. So there you go. And like I said, it was really hot, but uh, I, I traveled everywhere. I'm pretty sure I took uh, like I even took a took the bus all the way up to North Las Vegas and visited. Uh, the Fiesta Hotel and Texas Station Hotel because they were both supposed to have like really good uh, video poker and really good, like a really good cheap buffet. I ended up eating at the Texas Station buffet and thought it was really good uh, enough so that I uh, ended up eating there again a few years later. So, and I went to Sam's Town, went to Boulder Station, just, like I said, if, if, if there was like a free shuttle that would take me to a property or even a bus, I checked it out on this trip because, well, I had a lot of time on my hands. And remember that Sahara buffet I talked about? Well, I'm sure I hit that up a few times as well. So that was trip number four uh, in uh, July of uh, 1998. But of course, you know, I had to come back. And uh, I would return in March of 1999 for trip number five. Um, And I don't remember much of anything about this trip, but in retrospect, and after doing a little bit of research, um, I can kind of guess how it went. Um, One thing that was very distinct about this trip was the fact that when I arrived, I had always, uh, after arriving at the airport, had taken one of those airport shuttles, which still exist, but... Uh, are not a particularly good deal. And so, uh, it was an, I'd arrived the, that evening, I know, of March 23rd it was, and 
I was sort of looking, I sort of walked out into that shuttle pickup area, uh, planning to, uh, get one of them. And there was a gentleman there who had a limo and he was like, well, wouldn't you like to, uh, ride in a limo? I'm like, yeah, well, sure. He said, well, no, it's, it's just like the same price. And he led me over to this booth where, you know, I paid my fee or whatever it was. And it was, ended up just being me and one other guy. Um, and it was like this stretch limo thing. We got to kind of sit in the back. I mean, there, you could tell that when it was fully stocked, it would have like champagne and, you know, other uh, uh, refreshments available there. But for us, it was just a ride to the hotel, but it was pretty cool. I mean, I paid like, you know, 650 or something for my ride to the Riviera and it was uh, in a limo. So that was kind of cool. It's the first time I'd ever, to my knowledge, ever been in a limo. Um, and one of the only times I ever was in one in Las Vegas. The most interesting thing I would say about trip number five was that during the time that I had been away, we had seen the opening of two major hotels. The Bellagio had opened up in October of 98, and Mandalay Bay had opened up like three weeks before I arrived. So uh, clearly, and I know I did this, I, I spent a lot of time checking out those two properties and was quite fond of those two properties. Of course, with Bella the Bellagio, you had the fountains, the conservatory, um, and of course, it was brand new. I can't remember if I checked out the buffet there. Um, this was a point at which I was kind of entering my buffet phase, so it's possible. Uh, but I don't have a specific memory of doing it on that trip. But I was quite uh, impressed with the Bellagio. I was quite impressed with Mandalay Bay. Um, had a really good time, you know, checking those places out. And so I, it was a short trip for me. It was just four nights. And I had arrived fairly late on the night of the 23rd. So uh, I suspect a good portion of the trip was spent just making my way up and down the strip and uh, exploring these new properties with uh, quite obviously a number of other new properties uh, going up all around it. Uh, Vegas was, uh, and I think I've mentioned this before, was a really exciting town to visit uh, back in the late 90s, because it seemed like everywhere you looked, there was new construction and new hotels coming. And uh, that was certainly the case on this. I, I remember going to Mandalay Bay uh, on this trip, and I was uh, being very frugal, it's fair to say. Uh, and I remember setting down, this was right when we began to see some of these machines start to exist, the penny slot machines. Uh, I discovered those on this trip and played a lot of penny slots. Remember some of the old games like Little Green Man or uh, Phone Tag or Risque Business, <laughs> where your bonus round was trying to get your stripper, male or female, uh, to uh, remove articles of clothing. Um, to, you know, no worse than a PG-13 uh, experience, but nonetheless. Um, 
And I remember sitting down at Mandalay Bay at, at one of these penny machines and, you know, just for giggles, basically just playing a penny at a time just to kind of take in the atmosphere and, and, and enjoy the experience, I guess. And as I was doing it, an act, a cocktail waitress actually came by and took my order. So, you know, I got myself my standard Budweiser. That had become my drink of choice already at that time. And I sat there and played. And, you know, at a penny a pop, you know, it, money goes uh, pretty slowly. Even pennies for Vegas would be impressed at that level of play. Um, but, yeah, so I sat there. I think I put a dollar in the machine, literally. And I sat there and played. And I actually hit a couple of bonuses along the way and kind of ground along. The waitress came back, gave me my Budweiser. I gave her a dollar. I ended up cashing out my dollar uh, with three dollars. So that trip to Mandalay Bay, I made one dollar and a Budweiser. And uh, and I always remember that strange session of uh, slot play that uh, I I don't remember too many times where I actually just played a penny. But uh, I did that time, and I guess you could say it worked out for me. Boom shakalaka. Uh, Anyway... So, yeah, like I said, I don't remember a whole lot about the March 1999 trip, but uh, um, obviously uh, spending a lot of time at some of the new properties, and uh, uh, since I was staying at the Riviera, there was a lot of walking back and forth involved, I'm sure, as well. So, all right, we're going to wrap up today's show. Uh, If you're enjoying the Vegas Memories uh, series here on Vegas Tips and Tricks, uh, do let me know. Hit me up in the comments, and uh, we'll be back here in a week or, you know, maybe a couple of weeks. Who knows? Holidays are coming up. So, uh, yeah, happy holidays to all of you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And uh, for sure, we'll be back in the new year with some more podcasts. Uh, Until then, uh, hope that you stay safe and lucky. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.